Oh, hey! Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! Time travelers, welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner, and me, Hunter Martin. I like the way you uh, introed that; very sing-songy. Well, I bought a microphone today, so you're feeling like a pop star. So my audio will be marginally better than it was for the last 18 episodes. Yeah, so. this podcast just keeps growing, and we're getting more professional as each episode drops. So. <clears throat> Becca, anything new with you? The silence is deafening. I don't think so. Well, I have something new. Uh Uh-oh. And it's for all you birds out there. Birds? Any birds that are listening? I have a... Oh, I have a problem. You're giant shit. Yeah. (laughs) So, I was at the gym, right? I was there for about an hour. I go back to my car. I stop in my tracks. What looks like someone had a coffee, like a milkshake or something, and threw it on the hood of my car. It was everywhere. And I'm telling you, I like stopped and I said, did I, did I park in the wrong parking space? Like there was someone mad they threw their milkshake at me. I think it was gigantic bird poop. I've never seen explosive diarrhea descending from the sky. I I could I I could not believe it. I there was there were some debates from some people if it was um, human throw up or bird poop, but I think the consensus was it was bird poop. But I've never seen anything like it before in my life. That's so funny because like maybe a week ago I told my boyfriend that when I first got my car it would have bird poops on it like all the time. Like every morning I would go out and there'd be like five bird duties on my car. And that hadn't, and I was like, dang, that hasn't happened to me in like several years. And then right after I said that, like this whole past like week and a half, bird shits on my car every day, like clockwork. And so it's like, <laughs> when that like, happened- Like have we done, ha- do you think, did we say something on this podcast and the bird community are listening and they're coming for us? I don't know. As soon as you said the birds, I was like, Twitter? The birds, the birds. Do they know I'm scared of them? I wouldn't, well, now you've gone and done it. <laughs> well, oh, great. <laughs> great. Now they're listening. They're all going to attack me. Yep. You see on local news, you herds both. of birds attacks local man. You're going to be like Tippy Hedron. Oh, I was like, who? But I know you're talking about the birds, the birds. The birds. Uh, well, it, 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 it was, it was unbelievable. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, enough of my bird 411 news. Shall we go into some Disney 411 news? Yeah, let's do it. Disney 411. All right. This is kind of serendipitous of the news dropped. I didn't think I would have anything to bring the table today, but luckily they know when we're recording. So Joe Jonas wants to give you a hand, literally, to ease your COVID travel anxiety. So Expedia, you know, the flights and stuff. Yeah. Um, so what has happened was Joe Jonas has partnered with Expedia for their Helping Hands campaign. What? To, to produce 250 exact replicas of his right hand. So it's to help. <laughs> yes. So and uh, 
so it's to help people who are having anxiety with flying and it feels like someone's holding your hand each one is made with a yeah <laughs> i can't i can't <laughs> wait each one is made with a 3d printer and features custom artwork and is signed and hand numbered by jonas himself joe jonas so it's to help people who are getting anxiety on a plane or being in tight cramped spaces with other people for the first time am in over I, a year i'm so, am i a month behind am i a month ahead i mean this sounds like an april fool's joke <laughs> well you would be a month behind april it's may yeah but if i wait oh uh, hmm? but would i be oh. a month ahead and thinking that it was may if it was actually april i guess is what i meant hmm. to Either way, this story is bizarro. This is so, what, what? So what? Joe, Joe Jonas actually opened up about um, his involvement with this campaign explaining, who you travel with is so important. The way I think of it, it can sometimes be a little scary to get back out there now in a safe way for all of us. And if I can be some sort of a lending support and be the helping hand for you, dot, 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 I'm excited for this. These people are gonna look so weird. So it's only, there's only 250 of them. Is it like a raffle drawing or are they like- Yeah. It's just, um, what is it? Yeah, it said uh, one of these 250 exclusive hands. It's first come, first serve. You, you have to fill out a form on the Expedia website. And then Expedia is doing, is donating 100000 to Mercy Corps to provide relief to communicate communities hit hard by COVID. So it's for okay, a good yeah. cause. Great. That's nice. But like, what? <laughs> so yes well all these jonas brothers fangirls from 2009 would have been and let me tell you all these people could you imagine getting on a plane and someone just has a giant thanos style glove with them no but then if you ask them about it and they're like oh yeah it's an exact replica of joe jonas's right hand i'll be like Joe Jonas, Camp Rocks, Joe Jonas himself. So, yeah, there you have it. So if you wanna, if you wanna feel like Joe Jonas is um, flying with you, or you're you need anxiety of someone holding your hand, hurry, so get it while supplies last. <laughs> I'm befuddled. No, I stopped you in your tracks. Maybe I should get one to like hoard off all the birds. Maybe. They're all coming for me. I have a third hand. I'm like, this is Joe Jonas's hand. Get away from me. And you're like, snap. (laughs) Someone's like, these, I'm gonna be like, these birds about to be burning up. (laughs) Ooh, great segue. The end of Disney 411 into what we're talking about. Uh. (laughs) That was the time. Oh, it's uh... (laughs) a... Well, I didn't know if that was my responsibility or not. Yes, yes. We are chatting about the Jonas Brothers 3D concert experience, theatrically released film from 2009, one of the highest grossing concert films of all time. Right. Um, it was, re- it was uh, released. Never Say Never and all that. Yeah. So it was released on February 27th, 2009. Like Becca said, it was and in 3D under Disney Digital 3D. That's what Disney called it when they would put out something in 3D. Disney Digital 3D. Anything to brand. Anything to brand. Yeah. And yeah, it was a concert movie of the Jonas Brothers. 
I think it was their concert stop in Madison Square Garden, yeah. I believe. And it just and it uh, took a little behind the scenes look at the tour, which I personally would have enjoyed more, um, more behind the scenes rather than the concert. Uh, but all the behind the scenes stuff, like at least the first, not all of it, the first five minutes is scripted, obviously. You think, no. Okay, so for those of you who've never watched it, we basically just said the plot. It's a concert and yeah. of the Jonas Brothers, like peak Jonas Brothers, like Camp Rock. All of the songs every- are from either Camp Rock, um, their self-titled album, or a little bit longer. Yes. So it's that era. Special appearances by right. Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas's girlfriend and at the Taylor. Time. Yes. Swizzle. Taylor Swift. Yes. Uh, Demi Lovato, I think, was their opening act on this tour. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think she was already there, but Taylor Swift obviously it's been came. around the time that I saw the Jonas Brothers live, actually. Oh, you saw them live? I didn't see this specific tour. They did a special stop in Nashville that was like Jonas Brothers and Friends. So they had like, like Faith Hill and Tim McGraw came on and played a song with them when they were here. Oh, wow. And like a couple of other, it was all like local people. But the set list was practically the same. And it like they were selling the merch from this tour. Mm-hmm. So it was around that time, though. It was like 2008. Yeah. So I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, what is your history with the Jones Brothers? Like, were you that the fan? Did you first, have like big concert proper? Mm-hmm. So that, um, mm-hmm. I, I was a casual fan. I was always a Nick girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Camp Rock. I love a little bit longer is a, is an excellent album. I love it a lot. I have a little bit longer on vinyl, and I have Jonas Brothers on vinyl as well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So I, w- I, I was not like the ladies in this movie, I'll tell you that. Oh, my word. So before we, like, actually dive into the movie, what was your, just your initial review after watching it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> period. That's on the back of the DVD, actually. In quotes. <laughs> eh. Period. Becca Stogner. What a way I to sell it. just, from movies like this, I expect, like, I don't know. Like, you, you want concert performance with a mix of behind the scenes, which is what this is, but I don't know. I just, the the opening five so, minutes, I think, really put a bad taste in my mouth. Re- okay, so are you talking about the, when they're running away from all the fans? Yeah, like when they climb out of the car and, like, get in the helicopter. Yeah, so the movie opens with Big Rob, who is their um, bodyguard at the time. King. King. Oh yeah, he King. was waking them up. It waking them up at four in the morning because they're Actually, getting ready for the tour. It opens with an infographic that they are at Trump Tower. Are you real? Are you serious? Yeah, they were staying uh, at Trump Tower. Oh, hmm. <laughs> interesting. Uh, <laughs> so it opens with Big Rob trying to um, wake them up, and then it cuts to all of them having breakfast, and. Kevin is like, okay, guys, let's, like, get this stuff together so we know, like, going over the schedule for the day. And they are so rude to their server. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. The, yeah, I wrote in my, in my notes, there's this, like, waitress or uh, whoever works the hotel who, like, gave them their morning breakfast. Joe's like, can I get some of this, this, this? And then she kind of just stands there after, like, she, the food was given out, and they just kind of look at her and stop talking. 
and then she ca- and then she slowly leaves the room and then they all comment about how weird that was they're like how and are you standing there and yeah and nick was like yeah joe because you wouldn't stop talking about what you wanted to eat <laughs> yeah but then they big rob's like we gotta go and they leave like all their food there which is why i always, i i but i don't think that part was scripted I, I'm really hoping that them being low-key rude to the server was. No, that was too weird. That was too awkward. The part, nay, the, the part, like, right after that was definitely scripted. People being rude to any kind of wait staff. I, I won't have it. She was also being odd, the waitress herself. So, and then it cuts to this scripted moment of, they're late to the concert. We got to get out of the car. That's and they're running through the street. Yeah. I mean, it was just to have, like, the credits roll in a right. fun way. You know how I know that that part was scripted is because as soon as Kevin gets out, everyone is like, yeah! <laughs> and that would not have happened. My favorite part was, so, like, Big Rob is obviously in this segment. And he's guarding them from the girls. And he goes, save yourself. I yeah, said, the- is this Big Rob's death? No. And then he's just in the helicopter and they're like, how'd you get here so fast? He's like, I'm Big Rob. No explanation needed. I'm Big Rob. So like you said, this wasn't really your favorite um, uh, way to pass some time was to watch this movie, right? Yeah, just like the concert segments were like so hit and miss. Like some of the songs, the first two songs especially, they, they felt like so low energy to me. Well, I got it. So then it cuts to their actual concert, like the concert that w- you would see live. I said, why is there a, like an orchestra? And it started, it's starting out so dramatically. I'm like, it oh did. gosh. And, and then, everybody has glow sticks too. Yeah, but. Literally everyone. Like, did they give those away? Probably. Because if they're selling them at the concert, those damn things would have been $25 each. True. I'm sure. I'm sure since they were filming they wanted they let everyone have one yeah probably um and then all of a sudden the while the orchestra is going fire appears out of nowhere because the Mm -hmm. jones brothers have entered the building and that part scared me i wasn't expecting it um and then they they just like descend from the ceiling right they come up oh they come up yeah and i was i was like the suits the The suits are a vibe so you got Joe and like they're all like in some schoolboy looking. Well, Joe and Kevin's prison. are like more like casual, like loose suits. They're like this still yeah, and chill. Nick's suit is like a stiff pressed khaki thing, and he does not move like at all in the first two songs. Yeah, he you even on stage, I was like, why is he so serious? He does not move. That's why I said the first two songs were like they didn't sound that good well I, okay i do appreciate that they were they did not edit the vocals for the theatrical release yes i do have to give them points that everyone well, was singing live that being said they don't sound bad it just isn't no. like good and they sound like low energy but then as soon as it gets to be be good it's like okay yes see a lot of these songs i so my sisters were up i think they actually went to this concert um so were my sisters were up. Like these crazy girls? Uh, almost. So my sisters were obsessed with them. And they actually, my older sister actually got meet and greet passes to go see them. And I remember like telling my friends that I was like, yeah, my sister, like she's going to meet the Jones Brothers. Um, 
and they're like oh my gosh really like hunter if you like told her that like maybe you can ask her to like autograph this stuff for us this stuff i was like yeah yeah whatever whatever you need guys as long as you keep talking to me <laughs> she shows up with a moving box full of stuff like literally that's like how all my like my friend like this cd this shirt this toothbrush and then there was a rule that they couldn't it wasn't a it wasn't a signing thing it was just like a take your picture yeah go but i think it, this was if not this tour definitely the next year because they all looked around this time well when they showed like brief footage from the meet and greets it just looked like they were taking pictures yeah they were signing uh, stuff like seeing people in the road so yeah i guess i forgot a lot of these songs because again since my sisters were such big jones brothers fans i heard i think i've listened to all their albums yeah but I don't, I don't, I was like, what song is this? What song the is one, this? The ones from the first album, I don't know as well, but I know every song on a little bit longer, like the back of my hand. Oh my gosh. So they, when they would perform, they would be spinning. Kevin's like spin with his Yes, Kevin did a spin and I myself got whiplash from it. Because <laughs> that's all and, he was good for. That was the only thing that Kevin did that anybody cared about. And then... There's some flips going on. People yeah. like Nick Jonas is doing backflips. Yeah, eventually once he gets we, out of that stiff suit. Right. We got. I said, "What is go?" I said, "What kind of show is this? Is wild." And Joe Jonas is doing his best Mick Jagger impression. Oh yeah. Which I appreciate. He. So here's the debate that we're gonna have. Okay. Who's the leader of the Jonas Brothers? It's Nick Joe. or Joe? You yeah. think it's Joe? It's obviously Joe. It's always been Joe. Because hmm. there I was a more people liked Nick and thought that Nick was cute, but Joe was always the front man because Nick was like backup vocals. <laughs> I, I don't know. Standing there being like with his guitar, and then Joe is up there like thrashing and shaking. I don't. Uh, well, I I think I have some points to kind of that argument when we get to a certain song. Okay. Um, so then they do a couple songs and then it cuts to just random footage of people freaking out about the Jonas Brothers. That, this is the one thing I hate about movies like this. Cause it's like in Never Say Never 2, like the footage of just girls that are 10 and 12 and like 13 that don't know any better, like being weird. They, guys, it killed me. So I think they were performing at Good Morning America or something was yeah. part of it. And so people are camped out in the rain and there was just one girl and they were just doing a sweep of everyone in line. And there's this one girl that made me laugh who was asleep under an umbrella. I said, this poor girl. Oh, and the then girls, the two girls in the wedding outfits with like the veils and the wedding garters on under their shorts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was obviously the girl who fainted and they had to call her mom. And she was like, I'm okay, mom. I'm okay. I really do miss, like, the days when everybody would show up to concerts in, like, homemade marker t-shirts like this. This movie is screaming 2009. Oh, yeah. It hurt. People don't just, do this anymore. Just the way, one, the fans looked, the, w the way the Jonas Brothers were dressed, it was just 2000, like, a lot of white jeans, a lot of green jeans. Yeah. So much there was so much like green and pink yes oh the um the like the the colorful sunglasses that yes. everyone used to wear yes gosh oh. that was so funny um and so yeah there's a you just see like a lot of 
Jonas Brothers fans, I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm frightened of them. I, I think I'm I think I'm frightened of all really singer fan bases. Anybody who acts like this is scary. Like this is getting ahead a little bit, but it's like similar stuff. Like more towards the end when they're doing like an album release party and they're showing crazy fans in the streets that are like literally jumping barricades and like it's yes. just image of security guards going, Y'all can't be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like those poor security guards. Um and then and then it cuts so they don't do enough non-concert stuff i know i know it's supposed to be I think a concert it starts to drag for me because it's not as fun to just sit there and watch mm-hmm. a live show rather than like be at a live show right um and this is like a good movie to have if you're like want some music playing yeah like in the background because i mean it's it's like 80 75 percent concert and the rest is behind the scenes did you notice there's a couple of shots of these two girls in the orchestra that are like right behind the jones brothers and at one point all they're doing is clapping and at another point all they're doing is like a hand wave like this i was like what are y'all up there for well they're up there to be so dramatic in the beginning but a lot of the jones brothers songs do not have orchestra elements to it so now they're just but they sound just standing there no they sounded really well and I, going back to a lot of these songs, I don't remember. What, the, the, the sound of Jonas Brothers 2009 has a lot of punk um, taste to it. Yes, a little like, bit longer, especially, is, like, very pop punk. Well, it was a lot of, like, Fall Out Boy, adjacent. Mm-hmm. Just the, And I guess I don't remember that. Who's Jason? <laughs> What? You said it's a lot of Fallout Boy and Jason. No, adjacent. Oh. <laughs> like, who's Jason? You know, there's Kevin, you? Nick, Kevin, Nick, Joe, Jason, Frankie. No Frankie. Give no some... Frankie in this, yeah. No Frankie like in the behind the scenes. But Frankie was on this tour with them because I remember like seeing him in the wings from where I was sitting. Well, of course. He's like, what, 10 at the time? Yeah. He's going on tour. Get your butt on the tour bus. Okay, the, who, the bit that they did in the middle of this with the fake, the fake Jonas Brothers went out snooze, into the snooze, snooze fest. I didn't care. <laughs> they thought they were so funny. Oh, they said, Lauren Michaels, like here's our number. I look, I was like, were these people like comedians that I should know? And I think they were just like guys. No, I think that was John Mulaney. It was not John Mulaney. I imagine it was not John Mulaney. I think that was actually uh, John Mulaney, Tiffany Haddish, and Bruh. and Pete Davidson. Um, it, no, that part was just weird. I'm sure it was like, just some so some local uh, radio hosts. The only funny part was when they were talking to that Spanish person right at the end, and they were like, how do you say I love the Jonas Brothers more than my wife in Spanish? And he was like, Jonas Brother, what? And then it like. <laughs> I remember that's like when I went to Europe one time and I was trying to get the Wi-Fi from the uh, the hotel clerk. And I said, "Wife," and I was like, "Do you guys have Wi-Fi?" And they said, "We have Wi-Fi." I said, "Can we have have a like the password?" They said, "We have Wi-Fi." And I'm like, ah, I I don't know any Italian. <laughs> anyway. They do a couple of fit changes. A couple of fit. Oh my gosh! So, sorry, I'm drinking water. That's why I just sounded odd. 
so the part where they go down there for um the quick change yeah was that scripted it had to be because if it was do you know who was not at one point which is so cheap and then they're like hey these people are filming and then like joe throws a shirt at the camera like even if it was a scripted bit do you know who had zero time for it nick jonas if you look in the background he's just like guys let's just go like his face expressions like let's just get this quick change and go yeah because he was about to have to go and sing his sad diabetes song Speaking of, okay, this is my debate on who is the captain of the ship of Jonas. So Nick, Nick sings. A little bit longer was like his moment in the sun. Moment in the sun. He well, he went for so long. He did. Yeah, he does. I was like, geez. When when he did this live too, I remember it taking like eight minutes. So I wrote down um, what he said. So he sings his song. Everyone's yeah. like, yes, Nick, we love you. Like, thank you for educating us on diabetes. Um, he goes, so like, you know how like singers, oh, it killed me. He just like was vamping. This song. He, it. he goes, this, I wrote it down, right? This song is for every broken heart. Lost dream. For every high, for every low. And for every person who's ever felt alone. And tonight, this song's for you. Like, way to say everything and absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. He goes, I didn't leave anyone out. This can apply to everyone in the room. So, when Nick was playing this song, when I went to this tour, like I said, I was a Nick girl. So, I mm-hmm. ran, I, I had balcony seats. And was convinced multiple times that Joe Jonas looked right at me. But that's beside the point, because he obviously did not. But I ran, like... He may. He may have. No. Not in the balcony. You never know. Well, I ran to the front of the balcony for a little bit longer and he was, he paused to play the piano at one point and he was like about to vamp. And this girl in front of me went, I love you, Joe! Was it silent? And he heard it? This is the first time I ever confronted anyone. I went, um, actually this is like Nick's song. That's really rude. (laughs) (laughs) And this was like, she wasn't like 40, but she was like probably in her twenties. And I was like 10, 12, maybe. She was old enough to have read the um, album booklet to know who wrote the song and who's singing the next song. Well, it's, it's just Nick out there doing his emotional song about how he has to take insulin every day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just loved Joe Jonas and she didn't care who was on stage. She goes, Maybe. I know. She's like, I don't care if this is Nick. I mean, Joe, I still love Joe. might be the only person in the world who can wear a lime green tank top with gray suit pants and not look like shit. So. Hey, I ro- <laughs> I wore that the last time I saw you in person. <laughs> you didn't know. I should. I would have said something. You know I will call you out if your fit looks gross. Right. <laughs> Remember the vest? Yeah, and I stand by that. <laughs> you so, stand by the vest. Yeah, yes. I stand by the vest. Not with that shirt. Mm-hmm. What shirt was I wearing? It was that shirt of all the Ar- Arthur characters, like, crossing out. Yeah, maybe that wasn't... <laughs> So there was one time where uh, in college I walked in the room and I had this graphic t-shirt, <laughs> the art, the characters from Arthur. It was a, it was a short sleeve shirt and I had a light vest over it, like a Columbia vest. Well, you would have thought I uh, <laughs> came to see everyone in a clown suit. <laughs> Because the, the, the stairs, the, <laughs> like, 
the mud was I was dragged through. It was I said, geez. And it was so early in the morning that I just wasn't prepared for the um dragitation of it all. I didn't initiate it, I will say, but I did agree with Uh you well, you jumped on the bandwagon and then I you did. and then I you did. took over and then you took over the driver's seat. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it was just so early and I said, I'm not in the mood for this. So I actually got a little mad. And but then someone bought me free Chick-fil-A as an apology. I was like, thanks. <laughs> but when they do to the to to the point of the fits they do like a third fit change i think and joe has on this like burning up shirt oh yeah that i love do you think it's online somewhere you can buy it i don't know but i want it it's sick i do have to say the jones brothers were famous for wearing white pants mm-hmm. and i did own a pair of white jeans at one point and i wore them to school and i got pinned all over them dang yeah that's that's the risk and i i looked i i did look like a jonas brothers a Jonas Brother because I wore the white jeans with a blue um, short sleeve button up to school. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, I said I look like a Jonas Brother or someone who's late for the family pictures on the beach. So that's the culture. It's kind of what his brothers. <laughs> uh, so I did know I. You know what? The lore of the Jonas Brothers is just so long it has a deep history that and it's just so funny that i forgot just because they're still famous and they're still around and yeah it's one of those moments where you have what they look like in your mind and then you watch something like this you're like dang they were so young yeah they were they looked so young and i forgot about the purity rings demi looks so young in this too this is like fresh demi oh the camp rock probably was out for like two months yeah but that i don't know if they like muted the the audio on like people screaming but when she came out and they were like our friend Demi Lovato there was hardly a woo to be heard oh no I would I'm sure there was a big woo I mean if I was at that show and she came out I would have lost my head right (laughs) like that that SNL skit of Oprah show and she sounds great here like yeah this is like for like she literally just got off the bus from Camp Rock it's a better guest performance than Taylor Swift's, I will say. All right, should we just go into that one then? Yes, not that so, it's bad. I just don't like. I don't like Taylor Swift in general, but that era of Taylor is my least favorite. So this is she's saying uh, should have said no. Mm-hmm. I think that was from her first album. It is, yeah. So this is very like country, curly hair, sparkly yeah. She's dress. She's in like the sparkly silver dress that you think of when you think of mm-hmm. this era of Taylor Very Swift. Very classic Taylor Swift. And the only reason she was there was because she was dating Joe Jonas at the time. Not for much longer. Mm. Joe said, a little bit longer and you'll but, be gone. <laughs> she goes, it's okay, I'll write more albums. You're lost. Yeah, I don't know why she was there it was very rare i mean i'm sure they were like hey we're master square garden we're filming the movie i mean i know it made sense for demi to be there because they're obviously on the camp rock soundtrack and like she's up and coming and like if she was their opener she would have already been there yeah yeah and it was a weird taylor swift song choice yeah it is why did she sing our song i feel like that's one everyone knows i actually like that song our song is a scream what did i just say (laughs) what is in at one point during this nick is like 
Joe, I don't think they're ready. And then Joe gets a big gun and shoots a bunch of stuff into the crowd. A foam party. And I said, like one how- Fire extinguisher foam. And the fact that those people in the front row just, it cuts back to them from time to time and they're covered in it. I would have been furious. What if you, I think I would have loved it. And then when the, and then the lights would come up, the concert's over, I'd be like, um, I have to go in my car now. Well, you've seen the photos of me after that one show I went to where I'm, like, blue and red everywhere. Oh, yes. So oh, that, yes. That is a band that, like, it's a metal band. But that's a band that you go into that show, like, knowing that they do that thing the whole time. So you're, like, expecting it. That, mm-hmm. I would not have been expecting it. So I think I would have been mad. But just imagine, like, a, a 11-year, 12-year-old girl, and they get it, they're getting sprayed with foam at a concert. You're getting foamed by Joe Jonas. All right, don't make it weird. <laughs> I do have to say, speaking of weird, I always think it's so weird after they play the guitar or they're, they just like hit the note, they hit the string, they point, they do like that point thing. And they're like, yeah. They're like taking it all in. I'm like, Ugh. it just cringes me. Oh, the moment when like all three of them and Demi are like stomping down the runway. I was like, yes. yes! <laughs> um, Avengers Assemble. There were, there were a lot of times when the brothers would, like, the song would start and they would, like, get together and yeah. be, like, how, where you think everyone stands in, like, the group picture. Like, the, the way they uh, all join forces reminded me of, like, when a superhero team's about to fight crime. There was one song in particular where you just saw their silhouettes and then the lights came up and it was the three of them. I thought that was... That was it, uh, it was weird when they were funny. all three on the... Um on the pedestals and they like couldn't really move i would be freaking the freak out yeah they were so tall and skinny and they were like like what you can't even do anything i can't imagine being that high Mm-mm. and um uh thinking i'm gonna fall <laughs> in a concert setting like that yeah it's, I, I, I like and you're like oh please don't fall one on me <laughs> i know I can't believe that they didn't play Love Bug in this album. See, I wrote that. I said, where's Love Bug? They put an instrumental of it at the very beginning. I think it's on the DVD extras is it what I'm reading. They did. I- oh, my God. They did give Pushing Me Away everything that it deserves and more in this, though. I do, like to, I do have to say, you know, there's always, like, everyone loves Nick. Everyone loves Joe. And then Kevin's just kind of there. I don't know if it's just because he's, like, the older brother and... You know, it doesn't have the it's same appeal he's as... dumpy looking. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> anyway, but I like how they always make sure that Kevin is always part of the action. Yeah. Because they do have a band, and the band is just behind them. But Kevin's one... And Kevin is essentially the main guitar player. He is. Well, he, but yeah. he's, but he's can... one of the brothers. But there's many times where Nick and Joe are singing in the main part of the stage and Kevin takes the runway by himself. Yeah. Or like, you know, there's those certain things. I'm like, I still appreciate that they don't just regulate Kevin to be on the side and he can't. dislikes Kevin. I just don't think anybody like really stands Kevin that hard. Hey, when the Jonas Brothers got back together and they're much better documentary, I might add, which is one. Yeah. Chasing happiness, I think is what it's called, which is a documentary. It's not a concert. So it's obviously going to be, different vibes that was kevin's resurgence oh i bet and that's when everyone was like justice for kevin 
this movie is just structured it's structured so oddly and like the bits that they do like when they just cut away to them actually following the schedule that kevin was talking about and it, that's it like i don't know yeah and but the 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 segments weren't consistent no they weren't and and then at one point they're just randomly performing a studio recording in central park which was dumb yeah and- that was weird yeah so one of the parts that does not take place in the concert is, I guess, every time the Jonas Brothers release an album, they wait until midnight when one of the stores has it, and they always go get a copy. Mm-hmm. Well, this time was different because the streets were flooded with Jonas Brothers fans. And Kevin utters the phrase, I will be using when the clock strikes midnight on, at 2022. And it's it is. Jonas Brothers New Year, everyone everyone's so they're going to the virgin record store in times square and it is it looks like uh new year's eve times square everyone in the car is freaking out See, this was how i could tell that that opening part was scripted and this wasn't because in the opening part they were like "Ugh, the streets are clogged no i know that's 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 obviously scripted well i know but the, like i don't know but then at the end they're like oh my gosh you guys there's so many people here oh my gosh! yeah wow oh my gosh you guys i did feel so they cut to the store I did feel bad for the people working in the store. Yeah, of course. Because they're about to be bombarded with so many people. And when they all get an album, Nick, Kevin, and Joe get an album like for themselves. And before they get in the car, they like stand up on the car, like wave to everyone. Everyone freaks out. Yeah. People were jumping fences. People were- I told you, I do have crazy fangirl blood in my veins. Would you- to say that it's my own, because I would I would never do anything like this. But my mom, as a child or like a teenager, um, jumped on Donny Osmond's car when he was leaving a concert and banged on the window, going "Donny!" and like the cops had to pull her off. Yeah, I I think oh god oh no, <laughs> not the cops. I'm the cops pulling Donny Osmond. I think if I remember my story correctly, and my mother will get in touch with me if I get it wrong. But she tried to storm the stage on a Lionel Richie concert, and she tripped over the wires and sprained her ankle. <laughs> so it's 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 in our blood. It's in our DNA. But I would never act like because I think I wouldn't want to act this way because what if they saw me and I'd embarrass myself in front of the people I'm trying to like. I know I'm freaking out over you know. I just wouldn't do that anyway because like. I was I was such a shy kid, mm-hmm. but now I'm also the person of like celebrities are also humans, and I would never want to be that person or do that to someone. Right. Like I have seen the person who I value more than any other famous person in the world, Haley Williams. Oh. Like I've seen her in, oh. like just casually before, and I haven't uh-huh. said anything because I'm you like, you didn't. No. Cut to cut to me, um, scoundering, scoundering scouring the streets for for Reba McIntyre that one time. And it was at the same place. Like, weren't you trying <gasps> to find her at Bar Taco? Yes, Bar Taco in Nashville, Tennessee. So Haley, New Year's Day 2019, Haley was eating at Bar Taco at the same time that I was. And I was with some of my friends that were Paramore fans, but we were all just like, we're not, like, she's eating. We're just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I, I was on, so my story, to make it short, Someone tweeted a photo of, what'd you say? I said you were on the move. I was on the move. I was one of those people at the Jonas Brothers uh, fan, fanning out parts, jumping the fence. So 
someone tweeted out a photo of them meeting Reba McIntyre at this restaurant in Nashville, Tennessee, called Bar Taco. And where I was at the time was like a five-minute drive, not even. So I said, do I go? Do I go? It's like nine o'clock. So my chances are she's either going. At that moment, she was going into the restaurant or going out, you know? Yeah. So I said, I'm going to take my chances. I get in my car. I go to the restaurant. I go where the restaurant is. I park my car. I'm fast walking. Some homeless man was like, I'm sorry. Do you have a moment? I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm meeting a friend. <laughs> I felt bad, but <laughs> I was on a mission. Um, and I like walked twice past the restaurant and I could not see Reba. So I think she was leaving. Probably, yeah. But I don't know. I've never come that close where you, I see the person. She was literally at the table, like, directly behind me. <gasps> it was like... Oh, were you with people? Yeah. Were they like, Beck, you gotta say something? No. I, I was meeting the people there, and one of the girls texted me and was like, hey, Haley is literally right behind us. And I was like, no way. And I got there, and she, like, came... Not Haley, my friend, came up to the host stand to get me and was like, I'm serious. <laughs> And then we like walked back and I was like, ooh. But you got a good look at her? Yeah, we made eye contact and then I just sat down because I was like, I'm just, I don't want to. I, I would not be able to carry on the rest of my meal. <laughs> anyway, the difference between you and I. I also want to say this was during Nick Jonas's a uh, little bit longer segment. He said, <laughs> it's just so long. He said a little bit longer. I'm like, oh, we get it. It's cool. It is longer. I forget that Jones, that Joe Jonas can play an instrument. I know. Well, they got, he came out. They he came out with a guitar out to to burn it up. Huh? They gotta drag us out to to burn it up to give us the goods. I said as as this should the concert closes with burn it up. This performance of burn it up belongs to Big Rob. I would say burn up in the place tonight. Big the birds getting loud. Eight. Like Nick's red dress in this was not even his best red dress. I feel like Nick was taught. It was just funny the as the concert progressed, the more articles of clothing that were coming off. Yeah, that's any concert. As in like they started like Nick started out with a three piece suit and by the end of burning up he was in a white t shirt and black jeans. Yeah. I mean like well I, I guess this is not like they're kind of like low key cancelled, but like when I would go to panic shows, like Brendan Urie would come out and like a jacket and a shirt and pants and then jacket would come off and then shirt mm-hmm. would come off and then pants would not come off but they would be lowered and like whoa it's hot on stage <laughs> <laughs> i know it was so but also it's... like if you're a man in a boy band type scenario it's almost like you sort of have to like take a little piece of clothing off at some point to yeah, give girls something to holler about cater cater to your audience the and then kevin went into the crowd at one point I was like, why is Kevin the most wild person on this stage? Because he's the one with the, the least amount of risk. <laughs> like, none of those girls are really... Oh, you see that one part when Joe, Joe was at the end of the catwalk and really singing to the fans? Someone, like, messed with his hair? I, yes. You see that? Yeah. So I said, okay, what if Joe had lice and no one knew that? And you just touched his head. You know what I mean? Like, imagine. imagine Joe Jonas having lice. He could. He could have lies at this very he moment and no one would know. of his career. Where would he get it? A kindergarten class? Just because Some you're kid- super famous does not mean the lice are not looking for a place to stay. Some of, they would, they would want to go to a famous person's head. 
They don't they said, know. Uh, <laughs> they are lies. <laughs> How did we get here? Lies are powerful. Um, so just, I just think it's so funny how this movie got to be this movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's different. So this is kind of a pseudo spinoff sequel to the Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana concert. It's just like. Because the Jonas Brothers were at this concert. This one feels like they made something because they had to. Well, I, yeah, it, I it's know. just, but like what I was going off of how like this is kind of a semi sequel spinoff to the Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana concert movie, which the Jonas Brothers were a part of. And it kind of it more made sense that Disney would want to do a 3D with movie with that because Hannah Montana was a Disney property. Yeah. But the Jonas Brothers are like an actual band and it's just so funny that if you watch the movie, it opens with the classic Disney castle. And the logo says, like, you know, like every Disney property has the word Disney on top of the title. Of course. It's like Disney, Jonas Brothers. I was like, the fact that the, it's it's just the the band just kind of became a Disney property at at this point. And it's just, it's just wild. They had two albums out under Hollywood Records. Like, they were. Right. It's just the the band is wild. I like you for you forget that they were a band first, and then they got into the Disney, the Disney the, the Disney world, and kind of became a uh, a brand within the brand. And 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 what's it's not bad music at all. I do have to say I like the Jonas Brothers now, in twenty twenty one more than I did in 2009 like as people or like their music as people i think they're more in on the joke yeah they're i feel like back then especially the vibes were nick jonas is fine which album their most recent one i'm a sucker for you it has absolutely nothing on a little bit longer at all Mm -hmm. i mean I, I, I'm just, I just like this, this uh, era of the Jonas Brothers, I yeah, guess. And I feel, I, I, and I, I, like it's I, not as fangirly, which is nice. I just, like, yeah, I feel like it's more universal yes. music and everyone can enjoy a new Jonas Brothers song prior to, cut, let's cut back 2009, where the, I mean, everyone in the audience had to be in bed by 10 o'clock. But a little bit longer, it's such a good I'm album. not saying it's not a good album. I'm just saying. Me, yeah. personally, I enjoy the Jonas Brothers more now than I did as a kid. Okay. Even though, I, and I heard all the albums. My sister, would, she was in high school, and she would pick us all up from school in her red bug. She would have that, uh, the, um, the album Blastin'. So I'm, very, I'm familiar with the music. Yeah, but, and I also think, and I also think, uh, Nick Jonas is the leader of the Jonas Brothers. Now or like then? Then. Oh. So you think it's I Joe? Think he is now more so. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Yes, it's. Oh, I would say that Joe is the front man. He's the front man, but I don't think he's the leader. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess That's we'll have to ask. Fact, according to this movie, Kevin is the leader because he's the only one keeping him on schedule. Right. I was like, if. Thankful for Kevin. He probably made this deal with Disney. But then they make Kevin 
Kevin's character in Camp Rock, which if we ever do a Camp Rock episode, I'm sure we'll talk about. Kevin has nothing between his ears in Camp Rock. Right, and yes. that's why Kevin Jonas is the actor of the group. <laughs> because he keeps the Joe Bros in line. Let me tell you. Um, I just so you were a big Jonas Brothers fan. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, they're just such like the more like we do this podcast and the more like we haven't we touched upon them during the Jesse McCartney episode mm-hmm, a little bit. But but the more like I think about them and and uh we we revisit this stuff and we're watching things that they were very a part of the Disney Channel Disney machine. Well, yeah, Jonas. Jonas, Camp Rock. They also had their own um show in between TV shows at one point um like little commercials to take you like on a different tour i think this was before this oh um oh yeah it was called jonas brothers live in the dream that's what it was and it would play in between shows and they're like five minutes um but they're just i mean their music was good they and i i touched on and i talked about it a little before but i forget about the purity ring of it all Mm mm-hmm so I would, I would just, like, see them on the hand. I'm like, looking back now, I'm like, that was weird that everyone was obsessed about that. I know. But they they pushed that so hard. Did they? I don't think they did. No, I don't see, think I'm coming from the perspective. Like, huh? Media pushed that. Oh, media. They, I don't they think Disney and... They records. They had to be virgin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just weird how everyone was... And at the... T- what? I think Kevin is maybe 20 at this time? I don't know. I mean, if you're selling, arguably these people had to market to the parents of the fangirls more than the fangirls. Well, duh, because the, the parents are the, the parents are the one who are paying it and taking them to right. the concert. So if you're like, oh, these boys are pure and sweet, then they'll be like, okay, yeah. So it makes sense that that's like the angle that they charged at. No, yeah. And I know I, I talked about the newer documentary before, but they actually talked about the purity ring aspect of that and it's actually a pretty good documentary because they talk about all this stuff that's going on and how people forget that they were a band first and not like a disney product yeah and this is kind of like where it gets murky because you now the jonas brothers are officially the band itself are like a disney product because you're a disney movie and you have you have cinderella's castle in front of the first thing you see when you go to the theater you know what I mean? Yeah. So no wonder it it's murky. But hey, they if their music wasn't good back then, they wouldn't have the longevity and the um capability of coming back ten. Sure, that's 15, very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's there. We just forget that they they got some bops. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite Jones Brothers song? Oh. <laughs> um any any of the stuff on this album, I I mean I love Love Bug, obviously. Pushing Me Away. Like, no, I love, I've always loved that song, but it's just like, oh, it's so good. Uh, Video Girl is great. Shelf is great. I mean, literally anything on a little bit longer, I would say. I'm cool. And also SOS. Oh, yeah. I guess just from the songs that were in this movie, I like, um, Tonight. Tonight is so good. Um, 
I mean, the classics, Burning Up. Burning yeah. Up is a great song. It's such a good song. The part like, um, slip. I mean, I guess the chorus is what I'm saying. Red dress. Red dress. <laughs> I won't do the Jonas. I won't do my Nick Jonas impression here, folks. I think I did it on our TikTok episode, so you can go back and listen there. Even though I do want to enrich your ears, but I will not do it today. <laughs> That's premium content. It's premium. You gotta go find see, it. Yeah, it's up to you. If you wanna, <laughs> if you want, if you wanna give yourself a gift. That's your assignment. Confident. Ow. I mean, hey, I, I know what's good. And my Nick Jones impression is good. There. I said it. So based off this, this the like the pinnacle of Jonas Brothers, would would you say around this? Like they are firing off on all cylinders. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think this made a lot of money? Or do you think this was like I successful. don't know that it made like a. I know it did well. I don't know that it was like a smash or anything. Mm-hmm. So it made twenty three million dollars at the box office. Yeah, that's about what I would expect, I guess. It is now the. It's currently the sixth highest grossing concert film out of six. You said that before. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, reviews of this movie are not n- good. Are Piss pole. I know. It ho- currently holds a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. And every, like, the consensus, I was like, yeah. It was like, basically the review consensus is like, if you are a small child who is a fan of the Jonas Brothers, you'll love this. If not, you probably won't. So, it won two Razzie Awards. It did! Including Worst Screen Couple. For who? Oh, I'm sorry. It was nominated for two Razzie Awards, okay. including Worst Screen Couple. Who was the couple? The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> That's okay. The Razzie but, are always reaching, I will say. But they ended up winning Worst Actor. I said, That's not fair. It's not. <laughs> There's one part where they act. Was it very good? No. No. It was the worst part of the movie. Also... It's, it was so, so originally this movie was in 3D, as we said before. It's mm-hmm. funny watching this in 2D. So it's funny watching this in 2D, and you can tell the parts where they were trying to do the 3D thing. Yeah. Like Joe, like reaching out his hand in the, in the middle of the screen or yeah. stuff like that. And so you said that you had this on DVD. I do. Is that how you watched it? No, I watched it on Disney Plus because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. So does the DV- is the DVD in 3D? No, it's not. Oh. Hmm. That's a bummer. Yeah. I loved when you would buy because I remember buying Spy Kids 3D. Spy Kids. I actually do have a copy of Jackass 3 that is in 3D and it and it has like all the glasses still in it. Yeah, the paper glasses. Mhm. It's remember during this time, especially like 2012 around this time, I was like, I think I feel like all movies are going to be 3D now. Remember there was a time that every movie coming out was in 3D? Yes. I was like, oh gosh. And it was kind of annoying because when, I mean, obviously with us growing up in this, that time period, we thought of 3D as like stuff coming out of the screen all the time. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where like the last movie I think I saw that actually did that was Tron in 2010. Everything else I've ever seen in 3D is just like, a general vibe and if you mm-hmm. take the glasses off it's just a little blurry but it looks the same yes 
I would ruin my 3D movie going experience as a kid because I would want to watch some of it like in a weird like the the uh, red and blue. Yeah. So um like we said this was not really reviewed well. And so trying to look up some things to, you know, add to the mix, some trivia, stuff like that. I came across uh, a review of this movie from IMDb. Okay. Someone needed their voice to be heard. Oh, no. On March 24th, 2009. Okay. Title of the review. Jonas Brothers 3D makes disaster movie look Oscar worthy. Okay. (laughs) I don't know about that. Okay, ready? This is their review on IMDb, so you can see it for yourself. No, 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 no. The assumption that we cheered that we cheered on in suck or the bareback boys is to be quite honest as wrong as the belief that the Jonas Brothers produce something besides trash music. When the aforementioned bands and their contemporaries were popular, I was listening to Pink Floyd, Radiohead, Hendrix, Nine, and I knew many people in my age group, parentheses, those who the those who these so-called bands targeted with similar good taste in music. Face it. They are a rotten band. Okay, so and this, if you this think, is written by a 40-year-old man. Who and if you think it. Nick, and if you think Nick playing a guitar in one video <laughs> elevates their status from a landfill worthy to anything else, as you rightfully pointed out, rightly pointed out, it was only one video he played in. As for them not wanting to be in the public eye, I won't even dignify that with a retort. As <laughs> the only way you could possibly think that is if one's IQ is equal to the number of days in a week, or if one is simply so inf- infatuated with them, no matter of reason could sway your beliefs. They are media whores. And their sole <laughs> purpose, even if they think they are hot stuff and a new wave of music, LOL, is to make cash. As soon as the public shows signs of disinterest, Disney will too, and the Jones Brothers will disappear. Maybe only be only to be remembered in a distant VH1 special documenting their their short claim to fame, built on the backs of preteen girls. Yeah, this is definitely written by like a middle-aged man who lives in a basement. <laughs> it got he gave it one star. Of course he did. So um, the only thing that was missing is him saying, "I would give this no stars if I could." <laughs> So, you know, like, the age-old question is, which Jonas brother are you? Mm-hmm. Kevin Dornick. So, I just sent you a quiz, and we're going to take it together. All right. So, I'm going to read the questions so people can follow along, and we're going to take it at the same time. Do you have it pulled up? Yes. This is a BuzzFeed quiz. Yes. Not sponsored, but we will be the, sponsored by BuzzFeed well, if they would like. The personality quiz will reveal which Jonas brother you are if you are looking into taking. Okay. What's your favorite color? Blue, green, red, or yellow? I mean, out of those, I'm going to go blue. Me too. Oh, no. What if it's the same person? <laughs> Choose your favorite flower. Um, looks like a sunflower. Tulip, rose, or daisy. I'm going to go sunflower. Oh, I'm also going to go... Ro- um, I'm going to go daisy. Because it reminds me of Shrek. Choose a vacation destination. The beach, space, France, or mount or mountain. Space. I mean, I'm gonna go beach out of those. I'll go to the beach too. 
what's your favorite thing to do? Work out, read, journal, or drink coffee? Um, um, it's going to be read out of those. Uh, I guess work out. <laughs> okay, flex on us. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I will after my workout. Um, <laughs> choose your favorite fruit. Avocado, banana, cherry, or orange? Luke Skywalker. Avocado, banana, cherry, or orange are, the cho- are your choices. I'm going to say, for me, orange. I It's not any of these, but I'm going to say banana. Okay. This is the last question. Choose your favorite rapper. Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, Drake, or Cardi B? None of these. Oh, I'm going to say Cardi B. Creator. Okay. Did you pick one? Uh, yeah, I'll say Cardi. Okay. Me too. One, two, three. Kevin. I got, I got Kevin. Damn it! Um, and there's no description why you're Kevin. I know. It's that because was not you... a very well crafted quiz. I, I'll mm. say. Maybe we should make one. I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's fair. Takes a lot of time. Uh, so, I feel like we've come to the conclusion that this movie is really great if you are a diehard Jonas Brothers fan. And just want to see them sing on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, like, seeing that and, like, reliving the nostalgia of being at this at that show. But everything else, I was just like, okay. Especially because when I watch stuff for our podcast, it's mm-hmm. always after I've worked a 12-hour double and I'm so tired. Right. And it wasn't, it, it, it's just, a, I mean, it's a concert movie. So it's not like. I mean, for comparison, I watched High School Musical tired and dead after a double and i was still like yes right but this i was like Ugh. i don't know so after all that what do you think is the disney channel disney lesson we've learned today my disney lesson is i guess if you're gonna go to a jonas brothers show maybe bring a raincoat and something to defend yourself because these people are crazy mm-hmm love them. I think my lesson would be if you're going to have a waitress or a hotel worker bring you <laughs> breakfast at 4 a.m. in the morning, make sure it's not you're not acting awkward and they're just standing in the room and you can yeah. tell them thank you so much and they'll leave and don't just stare at them. Justice for the waitress. Amen. Amen. Ugh. So, Becca, if people want to see how big of a Jonas Brothers fan you are, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca. That is H-E-Y-O. You can find me on YouTube at Becca Stogner. Drop in my Robin Williams reviews and vinyl record stuff. Um, and you can also check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG podcast on socials. Or you can just search for Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We should be making the jump to TikTok soon to try to boost our numbers. So keep an eye out for that as well. Nice. Nice. If you want to see how big of a Dungeon Brothers fan I am, you can find me on Instagram at RealHunterMartin, Twitter, H Cameron Martin. And if you want to follow this podcast on any of the social medias, it's on Instagram, it's at Time Machine Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Time Machine. Same thing on TikTok. We like to post little graphics. Um, 
of some hot takes we have and kind of make them fun and more visual. And if you would like to hear, there are some Jonas Brothers songs on our Spotify playlist we made of, you know, the best Disney Channel songs that um, the people are getting. Um, it's the Spotify is the Time Machine playlist. Also, rate if you like this podcast, uh, rate us, review us, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. We yeah. love the comments. Leave a leave a rating on iTunes or a review. Um, follow on Spotify. Mm-hmm. All of that helps. All, all the things, guys. We're close to 100 followers on Instagram. Oh, 20 away, I think. Yes. So thank you all for following. It means a lot. Just reminder, when we get to 100, Beck and I are going to recreate a Disney Channel dance. So, it's for your benefit, actually. Actually, actually. Absolutely, it absolutely is. So, that's all I have to say on this matter. Anything you want to add? Nope. All right. Um, all right. Until next time, we'll see you later, time travelers. Always remember to buckle your seatbelts. Ah!